Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. This Garlic Marketing Show is a part of a series on partnerships. It's one of the most powerful things that you can do for your business. If you look behind any great business, there is some sort of partnership. Disney, Apple, down to law firms being referrals, doctors being referrals. So especially if you have a digital agency or you're a digital marketer, partnerships are the key. It's going to help you to grow your content faster, grow your audience faster. Uh, everyone talks about it, but how do you do it? That's what this whole series is about. And I've got Alex from partnerhub.app coming on, and he's going to give you 10 ways, 10 things to do to develop an amazing partnership relationship, 10 different ways to think about it. Uh, we're going to go through the secret of the fastest growing agencies, which is partnerships, the myth of the all-in-one digital agency, media agency that's holding you back, just like all-in-one anything is holding you back. The types of partnerships, he's going to tell you about three main types of partnerships that'll help you scale faster. Uh, we're going to talk about co-marketing, co-selling, mapping accounts, which is a really cool thing that he's going to talk about. All this and more on this episode of Garlic Marketing Show. Of course, this is brought to you by videocasestory.com. You know, customer stories are the best things for you and for your clients. If you're a digital agency, go to videocasestory.com slash partners to apply to become a partner. It's free to apply. Uh, we don't take everyone, but we are always looking for amazing partners, both to help us promote video case stories and to help our clients, our customers distribute them and grow faster with them. All right, let's get started. I'm excited because partnerships are a big deal. You know, we're running our partnership program with Video Case Story, but I, I really realized early, not early enough, the importance of partners. And I think a lot of agencies, they don't look at, they look at maybe a software vendor, but they don't look at it as a partner. They look at, and they try and internalize everything. And do you see that happened with Partner Hub. And by the way, I'm not going to get into Alex and Partner Hub too much. It's an awesome company. Uh, real quick, Alex, where can someone sign up for Partner Hub if they're an agency? Yeah, yeah. It's a platform for agencies and technology companies to find partners, align, grow all the bells and whistles you need to manage a successful partnership, which is what we'll get into today. Yeah. And and where do you go? Partnerhub.app, right? Yeah. Partnerhub.app. And you'll find uh, links to either book an onboarding call or just click through and join. And I think it's also community. It's not just, which I think is super important too, because I, I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen this a lot where I think agencies, freelancers start out and they're like, I'm going to do everything myself and I'm going to keep it all internal. And I don't want anyone to ever exit my ecosystem. And that's the absolute worst thing you can do. Absolute worst thing you can do because A, you get away from your core competencies. I did that. B, you don't grow as fast. C, you're not finding partnerships. And that's the best way to fi find new agency clients. It's not Facebook ads. It's not, and no offense to Facebook ads, no offense to people running any of this stuff. It's not cold outreach on LinkedIn. It is partners. And that's why I want to talk today about that. Uh, do you see that? Have you seen that a lot in agencies where they, they're anti-partnerships? Yeah, actually surprising enough. Um, and honestly, we see it in the largest agencies out there. 
which is something I shouldn't say on this podcast, because that would make you think, oh, to become large, I need to be anti-partnership. And that's not the case at all. So there's, there's a few ways to grow. One of them is obviously very cost prohibitive, which is pour a bunch of money, design, financing on the fire, have the best website, have the best outreach, have, hire the best people. Uh, you can get there with revenue, but it still costs money. No matter what, it costs money. Yeah. Then there's agencies that we see that you see posting their tech stack and you see posting side-by-side uh, -side logos and you see posting their growth numbers and you're like, what are they doing? And nine times out of 10, those agencies are, they double down early on who they're partnering with. They work very strategically with what networks they play in and they put their heads down and they grow on the backs of those partnerships. Yeah. That's what we've seen. So when you look at the landscape of agencies, right, the legacy mm -hmm. style agency where you're doing PR campaigns for blue chip companies and you're managing media for blue chip company, those days are, I think, all but lost. You know, we are in the age now where you're going to have a different agency for everything you do inside of your company as you grow. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're a 10 person company. We have four agencies. We have an agency for Zendesk. We have an agency for Drift. We have an agency for our outreach. We have an agency for Blank, right? And that is the world we're living in. So when you think about strategy with an agency, I think there's two things that you got to be very, very keen on is what are we focused on doing and accomplishing for our clients and what technology and what other agencies are in that ecosystem? You see this with HubSpot, you see it with Salesforce, you see it with Shopify. It's what are we doing specifically? Not we're a digital media agency that's focused on traffic. No, you have to be a Shopify development agency, maybe dabbles in CRO and SEO, maybe. Mm -hmm. But you're really focused on that Shopify development and you become the best at it. And you have these 10, 20 tools that you are focused on getting uh, expertise on. And then you have these 20 to 50 partners who are around that same build. You have agency partners that are the best at e-commerce SEO. You have an agency partner that is the best at e-commerce CRO and PPC and on down the list. So we help agencies kind of find that ecosystem that they're going to work in, match with the key players in that ecosystem, and then we give them the strategies in the community that you mentioned. Our community isn't just a Slack group. It is a very big uh, training center. There's courses in there. We do weekly workshops. It's, it's massive. And uh, that's, that's necessary, what we found. We couldn't build Partner Hub without the community. I so agree with this because, I, you know, I, I see it. Because it's, you know, the agencies too, like, yes, you have those massive agencies. And I think they're, like you said, they're dinosaurs and they're going to die off because the companies are going to realize, hey, these people are doing an okay job at 20 things and I need them to do an awesome job with Shopify. I need them to do an awesome job with Facebook ads. I need them, someone to do an awesome job here. And it's near impossible to find the talent across the board because then you have to develop training in each of the things when you could just focus on your wheelhouse and then find a partner. And I, because I did that too. And this was, and I had to create 
training for every single thing. And I think one of the biggest problems is because you get a great marketer who's a great entrepreneur who knows how to do a bunch of things. And then they think they're going to find everyone who can do the things. And if you're the entrepreneur, you're not going to be able to do it yourself. And, and, and this leads back to the community because I think that's the number one thing that agencies need to is a strong community they trust. And that's why it's awesome that you're building it because I did an analysis and I start really looking at the fast growing agencies or fast growing anything in the marketing world. And there's some sort of partnership behind it. If you really dig deep, they had, they know someone on the inside somewhere. It might be not be this outside partnership. But they got one person. They have a referral partnership. You know, I I came from fine law. Fine law, you know, it was the fastest growing legal agency. Why was it? Because they owned Westlaw and Westlaw was in with all the attorneys. So it's just like, boom, open the door and the attorneys are like, yeah. So I, this is, that's why I'm so excited to talk about this because I think it's the best thing agencies can do. I think it's the best thing any business can do. I really do. So like, even if you're not an agency, I think you should listen to this because you're going to learn a lot. This will apply to any, any company that wants to get into a reciprocal growth relationship called mm -hmm. partnership. Partnership can mean so many things if you're listening to this, um, but reciprocal growth relationship, meaning Ian and I are going after one audience. He's doing it his way. I'm doing it my way. Anything we do together because of the world we live in, I'm going to be tagged in Ian's post about this on social. He's going to be in my newsletter, which will link to this episode next week or whenever it comes mm -hmm. out. And we are guilty by association. And all of a sudden, our audiences start overlapping more and more. And there's tools that we'll talk about called account mapping tools, where you can plug into this ecosystem and say, how many people do you have that I don't have? How many people that I have that you don't have? How many people are we selling together? Because if I'm better at sales than I am, I'm going to have more of our overlapping audience deeper in my pipeline, right? So you think about a pipeline, you have your prospects, whatever you call them, then you have your closed one. We may have a shared pipeline, meaning I have these 10 accounts that I am once really badly, but because the sales team isn't up to speed, they're sitting in leads and they, they're in my closed one column. Well, how can we work together to move Ian's leads into close one that I know and I have a good relationship with. Well, there's a whole bunch of strategies underneath that umbrella. Let's let's get into it here. So I'll share my screen if you don't mind. Uh, please do. So this is 10 ways to increase ROI from partnerships. It's about a 10 minute uh, run through. So let's go through it here real quick. Okay, so what types of partnerships are we talking about? Ian? we said reciprocal growth partnerships. Uh, these are the actual uh, industry terms. Implementation partners. Those are your HubSpot, Shopify, those, those savvy experts in the solution that will go to a brand and say, I can build that out. Now, it's a partnership because HubSpot, Shopify, Salesforce, these companies pour tons of money into training and developing and highlighting and uh, resource after resource to make sure that these agencies trust that they can sustain a business on top of that product. We call them power partners is another way to think about it. Then under that, you have referral, pure referral partners. This is where I may not take the time to become an expert in that solution uh, or even just working with that agency in any sort of way other than 
I just like the founder and I'm going to send them business, right? Or I know that they're really good at SEO. And honestly, I don't know anyone else that's better. I'm going to send them all my SEO business. That's a referral partnership. Co-marketing and co-selling only. This is the unsung hero of partnerships. This is kind of what you and I do, Ian. I mean, yes, we refer each other business here and there, but you and I can be more, most effective together by co-marketing and co-selling. Meaning, hey, Ian, if you have a client that you think I would also be interested in, instead of you just referring that client over, because you may not you know, be, be that comfortable with just making the referral, we can create almost like an account-based marketing strategy where you say, Alex, I can't, you know, I'm not going to send you a direct intro to that client. I don't feel comfortable with that yet, but I'll get you on the podcast and I'll send the link to the podcast to my client and recommend that they listen to that episode. That's a co-marketing relationship. And then co-selling under that, again, I'm not making a specific referral. What we're doing with co-selling is making sure that our teams are mentioning and referring to and associating ourselves with that other brand in the sales relationship. Sometimes we call it, uh, let me pull in an expert from another company I work with on this and we'll get you going. You know, we kind of have to facilitate the best sale and we do that sometimes with partnerships. Love that. Qualifying yourselves to have partnerships. This is important. So when we're talking to digital agencies, now we're going to focus on agencies. You have to have operations in line. Streamline is a good word. Sales have to be streamlined as well. You have to have repeat sales. You have to have customers coming back. Selling retainers is a good indicator that you are ready for partnerships. If you're selling retainers, that means that you're repeating the same process. That means you're repeating the same package. And that means that underneath that, there can be partners. You can fill that retainer with partners. And then expertise. You have to be a thought leader. Yeah, have to be strong word. This is a nice to have, I'd say, the expertise. And the reason I say that is because if you're not somebody that I would trust to recommend something, you're not going to be able to be a good partner of whoever that is you're recommending. So if I don't trust Ian's word on, on who the best videographer is, when he says, go to this guy, I'm just going to be like, yeah, thanks. And I'm going to forget all about it. But Ian's a thought leader in videography and video videography services. So when he tells me who the best is, I'm going to go right to that person. I'm not even going to look anywhere else, right? That's expertise. Now, strategy number one, begin all your partnerships with a operation, with a partnership memorandum is what we call it. And I'll get I in these links here. There's an actual template for it. But if you're just listening to this, you're not watching it. It is essentially a document that you put together with your partner that aligns what personas you're going after together, what markets you're targeting together, specifically on your websites, where your logos are going to be placed, what co-selling solution you're going to use, what PRM or partner relationships management solution you're going to use together, uh, and what, um, uh, sorry, what points of contact internally are going to be managing this relationship. And then there's some others in there. You can check them out. Partner memorandum. If you do not have a process and you're not aligned with your partner on what it is you're doing, what the goals are, who's doing what, when, how, 
you will fall on your face with partnerships. So make sure you have a purpose, right? Co-market with your partners. This is what we're doing now. We're creating a podcast together. There are multiple types of co-marketing. You can create a course with your partners. We see this a lot uh, with agencies in the Shopify and HubSpot ecosystem. They oftentimes will create a robust course on how to do full funnel XYZ on top of Shopify. Uh, they bring in multiple tech partners in there. They've got multiple agencies that are featured in that course. And all those people inside the course are referring to the course. So if I have a question on how to do blank with blank, Shopify or HubSpot may not be able to answer that from a customer success standpoint, if I'm on the phone with their customer success team, but they can point to the course and say, actually, this agency over here created a really awesome course that highlights how to do all that. And they'll point to it, right? Create a course together, webinars, expert interviews, host an event, uh, submit guest posts back and forth, uh, publish a case study together. I like the idea also of getting together with a bunch of partners in one vertical mm-hmm. and doing a, a bigger case study. Case story. Case story. <laughs> Sorry. Case story. I, yes, a case story. Um, but do, do the research that. together, link to everybody that's involved, um, crowdsource a lot of information, put it all together in one place, mm-hmm. and then make sure everybody's mentioned in that place. Um, mapping accounts. This is uh, the precursor to co-selling. Mapping accounts is where we do the Venn diagram of who do you have that I also have? Who do you have that I don't have? Who do I have that you don't have? Uh, we use a product called reveal.com. I think it's definitely .co. They may have gotten the .com now. A great product, just raised a $50 million series A and uh, very easy to use. It's free to use and you can upload your accounts or you can connect your CRM. It is all encrypted, secure, private and you can map accounts with anybody that you want. Okay, so let's say partner memorandum. This is the slide, begin partnerships with this. Co-marketing, here's a slide that just lists out all the co-marketing endeavors. Mapping accounts, cool graphic of your targets, our overlap, their targets. And then we get into Sales Navigator. Uh, Sales Navigator is great for multiple things. Uh, You can use it for partnerships in this way. With partnerships, and I'll I'll just preface with this, partnerships is a two-way street. Like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. you have to be active just like your partner has to be active. Yep. So if Ian's partnering with, I don't know, what's a video tool like Vidyard or Loom or something like that, the team at Loom is changing. The team at Vidyard's changing all the time. Uh, Ian's team may not change as fast as their team because they're a tech company that's growing you know, uh, exponentially right now. So it's up to Ian to keep himself uh, in front of their sales and CS team. The other part of this strategy is your partners aren't usually the CEOs of these companies. They aren't usually the partner managers. The people that are actually referring you business are typically the salespeople and the CS people internally at those companies. So if you're spending all your time with a partner manager, you're wasting a lot of your time. Go into their sales team, into their DMs on LinkedIn, set alerts in Sales Navigator for every time one of your partner companies hires someone in the sales role. As soon as you get that alert, go into their direct messages, introduce yourself, book a call because this salesperson, this account executive, they want to do well in their job. They're going to get to know 
the partners as well. That's great advice. Uh, so get with them because if they remember you and associate you with videography services, next time they're on the phone with an account and the account has an issue, instead of saying, I don't know, they're going to say, go dying, right? Okay. Now, every partnership goes down a different road, right? So part of the strategy is not to let someone push you down a track that you may not be right for. This happens a lot with partnerships. So you think about it like this, partner teams, they have their own goals, quotas, they've got their own priorities. If you don't know what to do with partnerships, they're going to push you whichever way is according to their need at the time, right? And we see this a lot with a potentially high quality co-marketing partner like Ian getting pushed to be an implementation partner of a tool where Ian's tech stack is, is pretty set and he's not looking for a replacement for one of his tools. And a partner manager will direct message him, get into a conversation and I may like the tool and be interested in talking, but then once you get done with that first presentation, that demo, that partner manager will just try to push them into training and, and sandbox accounts and, and uh, you know, getting them a free account that they're never going to use and then trying to book them with the product team, trying to push implementation expert partner tracks on this agency when they could have backed up a second and said, you know, Ian, are you actually interested in this, this path, this path to become an implement, implementation partner? And Ian may say no. And then if no, don't just leave it there. Don't just say, you know, no, we're not going to partner. Go down a different track. And the different track is, why don't we set up a routine where we map accounts once a month? And you can do this agency to agency, agency to tech, tech to tech, doesn't matter. But figure out what track is best for that partner put them on the right track. And if you don't know what track you should go down, you're going to get pushed in a direction that's going to make the time, uh, make the whole partnership equation um, take longer and just be a mess. So pick a track, find a track, uh, make sure you quickly qualify yourself for what track to be on and go down that track. Uh, number six, create a course with a partner. I mentioned this, pick out a course topic, find partners that relate to each topic in that course, have somebody in each step, get sponsorship dollars for that course to be in the course, maybe. But I think what's better is, I, and if I ask you to make sure every new customer of yours gets a link to this course that we're collaborating on in your new client onboarding materials or your new user onboarding emails, uh, then you say yes. And I say, okay, let, I'm gonna put you in this course. You're gonna be right here. You're gonna be mentioned links to your stuff, all going to be there. Track KPIs, track the right KPIs, engagement on partner-led events, anything you do with a partner, keep a note, document, CRM, PRM, wherever, of who showed up to that thing that we did together. How many eyeballs did it reach? The more that show up, the more eyeballs it reaches, the more you should probably do with that one partner. Pipeline velocity will also speed up as you roll out partnerships, so track pipeline velocity. Lean on partners to develop the assets. So if I tell Ian, hey, Ian, let's do a big campaign together. PPC targets this, this, and this. Ian may say yes, but then uh, you know, a week goes by, a month goes by, nothing's happened because Ian's you know, obviously not prioritizing the campaign idea that I brought to him. 
So I would say, Ian, let's do this campaign together. Here are all the assets. I, I went ahead and put your logo in all of them, and I, I, I'm giving him everything he needs. This also goes along with the next one, strategy nine, which is owning your partner event landing pages. If I go to Ian and I say, let's do an event together, and I expect him to push traffic to it, and I expect him to maybe even pay to drive some traffic to it and put his time and energy into it, Ian should say, sure, but I'm going to drive traffic to the event landing page on my website so that I get the traffic and I get the conversions and I get the opt-ins. Even if you share opt-ins, if I'm going to be involved in an event in any sort of high resource capacity, I'm going to put my own event page in my own community. I'm going to drive traffic there, right? Mm -hmm. The end all opt-in can still be on a different page, but the starting point should be yours. Own that. Finally, setting up services on top of partners. So if you're one of those agencies that I'm coming across, honestly, less and less, where you're sort of um, customizing everything and you have no product-based services, it makes it very hard for buyers to make quick decisions on whether or not to work with you. It also makes partnerships difficult because the service is vague and you could be wishy-washy in what you're using. And these days, more and more, buyers are coming to agencies with a specific tool-based skill set. Are you an expert in blank? If you are, I'll buy services from you. That's the world we're living in. It's, gonna, it's going to increase as we come out with more robust SaaS where we have SaaS like Drift and HubSpot that are ecosystems in themselves. And you have to spend half of your week just learning the new products that they come out with just to be able to continue to offer services. If I'm a HubSpot user as a, as a, as a brand, I have to have an, a HubSpot expert. I cannot go to just a digital marketing agency. There's no way, right? And HubSpot's doing most of the lift for me. I may need some creative on top, but my main core issue is making sure that the system works. That's with Zendesk, that's with Intercom now, like you're seeing these robust platforms. And when a company uses those, their first order of business is to go to an expert in that platform. If you don't have a very easy to make a decision around purchasing option on your website that talks specifically towards implementation, and support for a solution that you're an expert in, it's going to be very hard as we go deeper into this world of robust ecosystem SaaS to convert business. And the caveat there is, you know, there are peripheral services design and stuff like that, but I'm talking to the 90% of agencies out there, Zapier experts, HubSpot experts, Webflow experts, right? These guys are going to get the business and then their partners are going to get dished the creative. So the company will come for that one big build and then that agency will have the purview and the expertise to say, okay, now you need creative and I'm going to point you to, you know, Ion for video or whatever else. But if you don't have that to start, you're, not, you're going to be the person that's going to be begging for those referrals from the company that gets that first lead. Yeah. That's awesome. That's all. I mean, that was incredible information. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to give it, man. I think everybody uh, in our ecosystem 
you know, they, they all are, are starting to kind of come around to this idea of this, you know, partnerships is that next thing. And you're seeing it a lot on, 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 you know, LinkedIn and Twitter. Now I'm seeing the word partnerships show up in my newsfeed a lot more often yep. um, from agencies uh, and agencies steering the conversation. So if you're listening to this, join community.partnerprograms.io is our community. It's free partnerhub.app. Again, free. Everything we do for agencies is free. And uh, reach out to me anytime, Alex, at partnerprograms.io is my email. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll put links to all this in the show notes. Alex, I know you got to go, uh, but definitely check it out. I mean, this is incredible information. You guys need to dedicate, in whatever your business, a portion of your week to partnerships. And here's a whole list of things to do with it. That was phenomenal. Alex, thanks so much for being on. We'll make sure to put it, make sure everyone check out Partner Hub. Uh, dot app and go over to that community link in the show notes. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Ian. And thank you all for taking Alex and I on your journey. This has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.